make money doing art or, or being creative. Now, you, you know, you need to go get a, a response, do the responsible thing. So if you, if you have too much of that, it just sows more doubt into your own confidence. And then if you haven't had the successes to back it up, now you've got two things coming at you. And that's when we curl up and go, I, right, I'll just go get a day job. And the next thing, you know, five years go by, you're working at your day job and you, you, you go, man, I was sure wish I would have really stuck with the Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. And you can check out some of my work, which is on my website, MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love to extend an invitation to you to join our free Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It's where all types of creatives are showing up to say, I want to be more consistent with my creativity and craft. And if you would like to be a part of that community, we would love to have you. Go to dailycreativehabit.com to sign up to be a part of that group. Also, you can sign up for the free Daily Creative Habit newsletter. This is a newsletter that comes twice a week right now. It comes Mondays and Fridays. The newsletter is packed with resources and inspiration and also daily prompts that are centered around creativity and it doesn't matter if you're a visual artist musician content creator what your creative expression is these prompts are designed to get you thinking and engage with your own creativity and establish your own daily creative habit go to dailycreativehabit.com and subscribe today hey for this week's episode i'm excited to bring you a chat that i had with a friend of mine paul klein now, Paul is an amazing creative entrepreneur. He has uh, he's spoken to me in the past and others about pricing and positioning when it comes time for pitching our creative services or products. And um, he still talks about that, but he has been doing something really pretty amazing with this new streaming service called Visible TV. And we talk about what that is. It's kind of like a uh, Netflix streaming type service for creative business documentaries. It's really exciting. And so we talk about how that came to be and his journey as he continued to move into his own creative expressions and his creative businesses as an entrepreneur and what that looked like. And uh, Paul's just a great guy. I always love connecting with him. I highly recommend that you get around him, that you learn from him. And of course, subscribe to Visible.tv. And um, without further ado, here is my creative chat with my friend, Paul Klein. Well, Paul, welcome to the Creative Chat Show. Man, I'm so excited that you're here today. <laughs> I am too, Mike. It's going to be a fun conversation. It always is. Um, and we can't talk about half the things we talk about sometimes <laughs> when we're together. So we won't go there. But uh, it's always fun when we get together, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, you know, I think back to when I first met you, uh, it was at a conference called The Thing in Orlando with our buddy Terry Weaver. And, um, you know, I didn't I didn't know you that well, uh, obviously, coming in the gate. And uh, over the years, we've just had a lot of opportunities to hang out and get to know each other and see each other just expand in some of the work that we're doing and, and how we're uh, traveling in some similar circles. So it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. I really just appreciate you and the work that you do. So happy yeah. that you're here. Oh, thanks. Well, I'm honored to be here. And uh, yeah, it was 
uh, seems like the other day we, you know, it's the power of going to conferences is connections. Yeah. And, and um, anyway, it's uh it's a, uh, there's a lot to be said with that. that's how connections are made. Totally. Totally. So for the sake of the listeners, uh, why don't you just give the little snapshot of like who you are, what you do, <laughs> who I am, what I do. Yeah. I guess I'm a, I, I finally come to terms. Uh, I'm a creative entrepreneur and it's a yeah. new term that I'm really, I used to say, well, I'm a consultant. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, you know, author, coach, speaker, all this freelancer, solopreneur, all, man, I'm tired of all that. And I love this new term creative entrepreneur. It's kind of uh, evolved over the time. I know some other people use that. Our friend, uh, Julia McCoy from mm -hmm. content hackers. She, uh, she embraces the uh, creative entrepreneur, but it's really, um, you know, someone who is creating things to benefit other people. And when you do that, as Zig Ziglar says, you help enough other people, um, you don't have to worry about your stuff. And so um, it's, that's kind of that business model. And so I'm, I'm always creating things that I think are going to help people. And, and um, it's been a long journey on it, on different things I've done along the way, but you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a creative entrepreneur. So I guess that's yeah. easy way to say it. Yeah. And we'll get into some specifics on some of the projects that you're involved in and, and visible TV uh, and how people can access that and what that is. But um, before we get too far down that road, um, I know from our personal conversations that you have had this theme of creativity running throughout your life in various forms, uh, like many of us, right? I mean, as a kid, you're not necessarily thinking like, hey, I'm going to have my work look like this type of thing, especially what we're doing today, right, in this creator economy. But um, how did that show up for you? I know music is a big part of that. We've talked about that. And there's some fun stories there, <laughs> which I'm hoping we get into. But um, fill us in a little bit of like Paul as a kid growing up. What did creativity look like? <laughs> Well, I've never been artistic. I couldn't draw. I mean, you, you, uh, you are so uh, talented at what you do and I can draw a stick, man. I was about, I was always, you know, horrible at, at that. And I just, that was never for me. I'm more, uh, I, I, my handwriting sucks. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> Mine does too. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but you, you still, you can, you can make art. I can make a stick man and that's about it, but we all find our creative or artistic, uh, piece, um, in different ways. And man, exactly. mine was our, when I bought that guitar at uh, 13, I think it was, and uh, plugged in the distortion pedal, whoo, mm -hmm. man, I, my life changed. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, I can be like Ace Freely from Kiss, and uh, and yeah, that's uh, that that started me on my trek of uh, being an '80s hairband guitarist. So I did mm -hmm. that from like '80, probably '83 to to '92, somewhere right in there, and just rode that whole rive of. I was in California growing up at the time, and so we wanted to be like kiss. So we were, we were going to the clubs. We'd open up for a band in Sacramento, California or the Bay area. And um, we'd bring in our flash pods and our fog and our lights and blow mm -hmm. them off the stage. I mean, that was our plan. And so, but creating all that was all part of that. And then what I didn't realize then that I do now, um, you know, we always look back, we always learn yeah. is that I was really that entrepreneur. You know, I was, I was getting the gigs and, you know, doing the, I was, I was always known as the business guy of the band, mm -hmm. the Gene Simmons, if you will. And, um, and that just, uh, really put me on that track of, of the combination of creativity with the entrepreneur piece. And, um, I really love that. I, there's nothing against just creating for the sake of creating, you know, a passion, a purpose, a, a higher cause, you know, that, that that's absolutely just as valuable. And, uh, but I'm not, 
creative enough to do that. Uh, but I am creative enough to do, create things that create value in people's lives. And that's why uh, I embrace that creative entrepreneurship, but played in a hair band for many years. And then um, about 24, met my beautiful wife that I've been ma- married to for 28 years with three kids. And she got me kind of on the straight path, if you will, and about the time Nirvana and all the, you know, let's sit around and do uh, heroin and commit suicide. I wasn't into that. So I, I moved on and um, kind of just regrouped, you know, in my early 20s and kind of got got straight, if you will, uh, in terms of my career path and um, started doing the whole corporate thing, climbing the ladder, three kids, white picket fence. And then about uh, 40, I was like, man, I, I can't do this till I retire. I was living someone else's dream. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd done really successful in the corporate space and, and, uh, you know, high six figure job, full benefits, just had to write out till I was 55 and, um, you know, it could write off into the sunset, but I just was not fulfilling enough. And so I started hustling on the side and just started consulting and doing things on my own. And, uh, before I knew it, I was starting to get a lot of traction on this, on my side gig. And this was in, 07, 08, 09, and, or 08. And then finally in 09, my wife, I was working really hard. And my wife is like, you know what? You're miserable at your day job, you know, but we have a mortgage and three little kids at the time. This was in right at, at, in the crash of the 09 crash, 08, 09 crash. Um, my wife is like, just don't, if you quit, just don't tell me. She's like, I believe in you. I know you can do it, you know, and I, and, and I trust you, but just don't tell me when you quit. And so I was like, okay, I got the green light. So one day I finally quit, put in my two week notice, didn't tell her. And then um, one day it was, I don't know, it was in December sometime. And, and she was like, Hey Paul, can you, can you get the kids on? Um, I had been working on my own. I hadn't been going to work. She didn't, she didn't know. Cause I worked out in the, in the back and could disappear. And finally she says, Hey, can you get the kids on Monday? I'm like, uh, I can get the kids any, she wanted me to take off work. I said, I can get the kids anytime you want now. And she's like, no, you didn't do it. Did you? And sure enough, I had, and from that point on, uh, been a, uh, W nine K one working for myself, leave the cave, kill something, bring it home as Dave Ramsey <laughs> says, and, um, never look back and, uh, don't miss the days of working for somebody else. I love this creative entrepreneurship space that we're all in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know that, you know, at the point at which we met, you were talking a lot about like pricing and positioning um, and really helping people understand the importance of, you know, when you get into these conversations about here's something that you've created, here's a service that you have, and you're, and you're meeting with someone who's interested in that and how you present that, how you talk about that. Um, Why was that such a, a pivotal thing for you to talk about? Yeah, I think I'll go a little higher level with you, Mike, and I mm-hmm. think you'll appreciate this because you know my story and I think this will help other people is is up until that point. And so in 09, I went out on my own under the corporate veil. I hid behind my corporate company as very corporate-y. I didn't embrace my personal brand. I, if you asked me about my hairband days, I would have I would have shunned you. I would not want to, I was embarrassed of that. I, you know, my ears were pierced. I didn't like, my kids would see those. I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, we I met our friend, Mike Kim. Mm-hmm. Mike Kim did some coaching with me and he was really, man, you need to embrace your personal brand. You know, you need to, you need to, and then, and then looking inward at what kind of um, talents I have. Cause I really wanted to shift from that corporate space to coaching and podcasting and this whole like creative entrepreneurship space, but I didn't really know what to do as many of us don't. But one of the skills I had developed over the year was pricing and I just loved it. And 
I would have conversations at Jeff Goyne, our friend Jeff Goyne's the tribe, you know, in the hallway with people and, and, you know, I'd be coaching them up on, on how to charge more. And I think you and I've talked about some things and just, yeah. just helping people realize their true value. So I really, I really embrace that. And I do enjoy that. And I still do some of that today. Um, but I've, um, so I did that in um, 18, started doing that around 18, 19. And then in, in 19, in um, 20, right at the, the peak of the, the COVID, we uh, moved across the country from California to Tennessee. And it was that June or July. I was like, I hit a wall. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was just like, you know, the move COVID my business, I had too many things going on. And it was just like, and I just, I just took a break, shut it down. Didn't, you know, canceled all my coaching, got out of the masterminds and just kind of had to t- to breathe for a minute. And, but I realized, and I, and I said, well, I'll, I'll just go back to the old corporate stuff I'm doing. And, um, and, uh, and then I just, um, I was like, nah, I really, there's still an itch of, of mm-hmm. that creative, you know, purpose and entrepreneurship. And so that from that, um, I rejoined a mastermind with my friend and mentor, uh, Dan Miller. And, um, and through that made some great connections and just got some clarity over just time, you know, just evolving, looking back, reflecting, mm-hmm. we all, nobody has this figured out, <laughs> you know, yeah. we have to just kind of pivot and and grow. And so, um, I met a friend of mine and co-founder of uh, Visible TV, Kendall Johnson, who's just a wonderful person. We we became friends first, and then um, I hired him to do some work with Score and some other th- projects I was working on. And I said, if money was no object, what would you want to do all day, Kendall? And this was part of me supposedly coaching him, but I was asking selfishly <laughs> for myself because I was just kind of, you know, you know, I was fine in my corporate space. I could do that, but I was mm-hmm. still trying to figure out things out. And he said, man, I'd love to do documentaries um, that change the world and inspire people. And I go, yeah, that's awesome. I go, I sure wish there was a um, documentary or a channel that profiled entrepreneurs and inspired and gave people hope. And right then we both looked at each other and the light bulb went on. And so then we said, well, what would that look like? You know, is it millions of dollars to create a streaming service? You know, like um, cause CNN plus was getting ready to, to launch. And we're like, let's look into it. So we looked into it. And we just kept getting green light after green light, you know, talk to some friends, um, some advisors and stuff. And, um, you know, and, and, and just kept getting green light and green light and uh, okay. Cool name. Visible TV is the domain there. Oh, it is. Okay. Boom. Incorporate trademark. And we just boom, boom, boom. So that was in almost a year ago today, uh, September, October of 21. And then we launched that thing. That idea was sparked in after I met with my friend, um, uh, Nick Plavitas, who's uh, just a wonderful guy and coach and ghostwriter. Um, and he, uh, he sparked something in that and then with Kendall and, uh, and then we, we launched in, um, January, our goal was to launch in January, 2020, January, uh, 28th, 2022. And it was a, uh, a new streaming service for creative entrepreneurs, uh, to give hope and inspiration was the big why. And then I just tapped friends, you know, Hey, Mike Kim, can you come on? Yeah. I'll come on. Dan Miller. Can you come on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Lauren Davis, you know, yeah, I'll come on uh, and just Jeff Brown and just tap, tap the network. And then we created these beautiful cinematic um, documentaries and, um, and launched the thing. And, and uh, here we are, we outlasted CNN plus. So uh, we're doing something <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I got way off the pricing piece, Mike, but I think, um, I think that journey kind of might give, give some other people hope and inspiration in them. Um, Cause they can probably relate to that. Cause we all, Oh, totally. Have- yeah, yeah. And I think there's there's something in there about the evolution of our stories and 
even like what I hear in there is is the roles that we play, right? I think so often there are the things that are from within us that we feel connected to as far as who we are and how we need to show up in the world. And then there's also like the external pressures, right? Of like practicality and, you know, paying the bills and, and being responsible and all the rest of that kind of stuff, right? And trying to navigate that stuff. Um, I've heard and, and I've felt in my own life as well, moments where it's hard because you end up sacrificing something. And I think on either end, you, you have to sacrifice something. Um, but you might as well make it towards the thing that you really truly love to do. And that's aligned with who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think getting to that place is a journey, right? It's discovering oh, this is truly what's aligned with me. This is the clarity piece that I need to be able to step into these things so that, man, like you said, you know, when you start getting green lights and things start really aligning like that, that's when some magic happens. Um, there's also a piece in there too that I really love that you invited other people into this process. You're asking questions, you're hanging around with other people, you're, you're co-creating with people. Um, do you think that your journey would look right now the way it would look if you hadn't done those kind of things i mean what what kind of impact did that have on you oh no i don't know if it's it's mike that said this or um um uh, nick cavuto <laughs> but relationships are rocket ships and so mm -hmm. all of that being around like-minded people because one of the things as you know mike our own mindset gets in our own way the self-doubt mm -hmm the oh who am i imposter syndrome whatever it is but it's and it happens on a daily basis you know you have to overcome that on a on a daily basis and it gets easier especially after you have some successes it becomes really easy because then you get confident but early on or when you're first starting out or you're starting out something new in a new vertical that you're not very good at um which has been hard for me you know you got to rely on those other like-minded people and surround yourself by the people that will encourage you support you and help you and ask you know what does this make possible not oh you know you ask your family they go oh, you're crazy you should stay in mm -hmm. your day job who are you to you can't do that you know make money doing art or or being creative now you you know you need to go get a, a response do the responsible thing so if you if you have too much of that, it just sows more doubt into your own confidence. And then if you haven't had the successes to back it up, now you got two things coming at you, and that's when we curl up and go, "I, right, I'll just go get a day job." And the next thing you know, five years go by, you're working at your day job, and you you, you go, "Man, I was sure wish I would have really stuck with that." And so, so my my point is that yes, you have to surround yourself by like minded people. Um, my friend Dan Miller says this the best. Um, and it goes back to Earl Nightingale's um, the biggest uh, biggest secret, I think it is. Uh, we, you know, we become what we think about, and if we let the news in or the comparison trap of social media and those things into our mind, it's like our house is our our mind is just like our house. Someone knocks on the door, and there's a dude out there with a knife and uh, you know six foot five and big old beard and looks looks mean. You're not just going to let him in your house. Well, that's the news. That's the comparison trap of of social media. That's all the negativity um, that's out there. And if you just let that in your mind and you consume that all the time, that's going to have a subliminal effect on your ability to overcome or have the right mindset. So we have to reverse that by being around people we like that support us and um, and consuming content podcasts just like this one. 
um, and um, and and keep the noise and the negativity out. Otherwise, it hampers us. It really does will hamper you from from making those goals and those dreams happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've seen that play that out in my own life as well. You know, the community that you have is so so important. And, you know, I think sometimes it's easy, especially for people who maybe live in a place where they're like, hey, it's a small town, you know, I don't have access to a lot of like minded people where I am. Um, but I think that's something that we all need to own and prioritize for ourselves because nobody's going to do that for you. Um, yeah, at least that's been my case where I feel like the more that I've been able to find those people, whether that's online or in person, mm -hmm. um, you do what you need to do to be able to surround yourself with the right people. Because when you do that, that can totally change, like you said, your mindset, it can it can introduce opportunities to collaborate. It can um, people can give you ideas that you would never think of on your own. Um, I mean, there's such a wealth of um, just a richness of life that can come through yeah. being around like-minded people, like you said. So, um, as you were talking about some of the people you were having on, on visible, you know, early on, you're, you're contacting these, these are your friends. This is your community. These are the people that you're talking about. Um, what can you walk us through? Like, what does that look like as far as the episodes? I know obviously people are telling their stories and, and some of the context varies from person to person, but overall, if somebody logs in, and they see, you know, they're invisible and they, they're looking around. What are they going to see there and what can they experience? Yeah. So the, the purpose of visible TV is to give that hope and inspiration. And so there's plenty of um, documentaries and docuseries on Elon Musk, Oprah, you know, Grant Cardone, um, uh, you know, and, and all those people are great, you know, Jeff Bezos and all that. But there's a big gap between you know, Mike Brennan and Paul Klein and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Mike, but I mean, yeah. I don't think you're quite uh, making $200 billion an hour or whatever, but he makes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so having profiles of people that are just a few steps ahead of us, you know, that have figured a few things out. And then, and what we do is we do a five part docu-series. Um, so like Mike Kim or my friend, Mike Kim, and he talked about, you know, back, you know, we've all heard about his, um, uh, was it called sadistic selfies? And, you know, his, he's had some challenges, you know, he's had a separation from his wife as he's growing and building his business and, and making that pivot. And what happens is you get more in these docu-series than you do reading a book. His book is great, but he said some mm -hmm. things in, in the uh, episode um, on visible TV that people hadn't heard on his podcast. It hadn't heard anywhere. So when we get these folks into that intimate setting, um, and it's almost like a masterclass, but it's not like, here's the five tips on social marketing. No, it's here's this person's journey. Who's a few steps ahead of me and the story of how they went from kind of like we talked about my hairband days to, to where we are today. And you learn more from those real heartfelt stories. And we've had some tears in there. Um, we've had Jeff Brown talking about how he uh, partnered with uh, two well-known gurus at the time, John Lee Dumas and Jeff Goins, who were um, in Jeff's words, much bigger than he, but he made the ask. And then he did a webinar and failed. Had like, you know, he's like, man, only 200 people showed him. These are big names. I mean, I feel like I let them down and he felt like those were failures, but they were building blocks into where he is today. Shannon Madden helps single um, um, and um, uh, not single, but uh, helps women, um, make the pivot and, and get into digital marketing and so forth. And she remembers the first time she told somebody she was the web designer. Well, she didn't have any college, didn't have a degree in that. 
And when she told someone that's what she did, she felt like a fraud, like she lied Mm -hmm. because she didn't have that degree. And now helping hundreds of women um, in that space, she has that confidence. But hearing that journey where she went from working corporate to where she's built a brand uh, a lot like Amy Porterfield, um, it's really helping women and and coaching and everything. And and we can learn that not everybody's journey is the same, but you can take bits and pieces and go, oh, they did that there. And then this one did that. I can apply that to my my life or my, my business. And we learn so much better. So that's what those series are about. We also have what's called docu or um, visible TV university, which you're getting ready to do one for us. Yeah. We're going to be reporting in October of 2022. Um, and uh, where we invite in guests to do a teaching on those five tips of marketing or creativity or whatever it is. It's very specific. So we have a good balance. And then we're going to have also full length documentaries, um, which we'll talk about a little bit, but we're working on a new one called the creator revolution and um, those are those will be like our full length films. Then we have the docu series, which with the uh, with the uh, the guests, and then we have the visible university learning pieces. So this whole platform is growing, and is a great resource for those in the creative entrepreneurship space. And um, we want to be the premier uh, channel uh, for this space um, moving forward in in the coming years. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love all of that, Paul, and. You know, at the heart of it is storytelling, right? It's sharing experiences. And, you know, that's, I've shared this on this podcast many times. That's why I started this podcast was because I wanted to have conversations with people that I would look at and say, you know what, there's something about their journey. There's something about what they're doing that I really admire and like. Um, And I know that as I have conversations with people, as I've had them one-on-one over coffee, things come out, like you said, and you realize, oh, I'm not alone in my experience of this, or, oh, here's a piece that is really important for me and maybe pivotal in my own journey because I'm hearing somebody else who has gone through that. Now they're, again, like you said, their situation may be different, the particulars, but there's a universal truth that runs through and finding those threads and pulling on those threads, I love to do that because that's when I think we realize we're more alike than we all realize sometimes. Um, we have a tendency to idealize uh, somebody else's journey and story and gloss over maybe some of the, the things or we don't know about some of the, the pitfalls and difficulties that somebody's been through. Um, and when we start to get a fuller picture, I think that's when we start to go, you know what? Yeah, I do relate not so much yeah. even just to what this person is doing, but who they are and their mm. journey. And then you get encouragement to keep going and to keep showing up in new ways for yourself. So. Um, all to say, I, I just, I, I love, love, love what you're doing with that. And, uh, I'm excited to see more stuff coming from you. Um, yeah, I appreciate how, that. And how is like your, there's a difference between like you creating something and going like, Hey, I created this thing. This is about me and I've created something and I'm serving you and I'm, what I'm creating is actually a service to other people, right? Um, and I'm seeing that even more and more uh, play out in, in my own life, opportunities to, if you will, create the stage and bring people up on the stage, right? And go, it's not just about me being here and like, hey, it's the me show, but it's about, no, let me use my creativity to, to elevate other people. Um, how has that um, affected what you create and how you create and how you think about what you create? Well, I think at the end of the day, no matter what you do, it has to provide some form of value to 
the people who consume it, buy it or whatever. And whether that's art or uh, a physical product that benefit, it's got to have some intrinsic value um, to the person that's, that's going to want it. And, you know, your product or your art doesn't have to be for everybody, but it has to serve uh, and provide value. And and that could be just a picture on the wall (laughs) that, Mm -hmm. you know, like the ones you have painted back there. Um, you know, that could be just art on the wall that, that provides value that provides beauty for that person in their house. You know, that's why we have pictures and, and art. Um, that's, that's on more of the artistic end, but it's still providing value to the person that purchased that, that canvas or whatever on the business side, it's the same thing. It's like, um, you know, if you, you know, I'm, I'm, I know you work with, uh, social uh, media and brand guidelines and, and developing logos and things like that and, and websites. And that's, that's the, the creative thing that you create, but it has a value on the back end to the, to your clients because they, they, they go, Oh, wow. My brand doesn't look like I did it on Canva, you know, or hired $5 Fiverr guy, you know, overseas or something. I hired a, a professional graphic designer and Mike Brennan, and I got uh, tons of value for that. And so, so that's that's the end, end of the day. It's all about value, and um, providing you know providing that value to your clients in whatever creative methodology or deliverable that it is. Yeah, yeah. And for you with Visible, I mean, being able to create something that's beautifully done. I mean, you know, the the cinematography in this and the whole production of it is is. I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, you do that with skill and excellence, and you're providing this opportunity for people to tell their story and you get to be able to to be the person who you know you and Kendall get to be the people who who set the stage invite somebody on and then create something that makes impact and and has a ripple effect for other people um so I think that's amazing and you started to talk a little bit about and we'll let's dive into this now the the next iteration right the the films um so the the creator revolution Um, can you talk a little bit about like what is that and and where do you see that going yeah so uh I wouldn't I would be uh what's the word I'd be lame. I can't think of the, the <laughs> So I'd be lame if I didn't give credit to um, my business partner, Kendall Johnson. He is um, co-founder in Visible TV. He has a background in film. He is the art. Okay. I'm the business guy. He's the art. That's why we make a great team. And you always want to partner with uh, people with complementary skills. So he um, actually interned at Hans Zimmer's studio. So if you don't know who Hans Zimmer is, yeah. he wrote the music for Gladiator, um, Avengers, uh, Top Gun Maverick. And so all of the music scoring that you hear on Visible TV is all original music uh, scored, created by Kendall for specific for Visible TV and our films. And it's very much in that Hans Zimmer cinematic, like theatrical, you know, it's just not stock music you buy off the internet. I mean, he, he sure. writes every piece, which is just beautiful. You combine that with the cinematography and he, he's also uh, worked on Netflix documentaries so he has a very strong um, background in filmmaking and scoring of music. And that's what makes us unique. That's that's our USP. So you match that with the entrepreneurs or, or what we call a branded documentary. If you're doing a book launch or a, um, an event or something like that, we come in and do that beautiful cinematic film of your event and your book and put that on, on um, Visible, Roku, Amazon Fire, uh, Apple, Apple, uh, Amazon prime. We, 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 uh, get all, um, we get all of our documentaries onto those channels, which really enhances your brand and so forth. Now the, um, 
we don't have a full length film. Um, certainly Kendall has several films he's worked on and, and uh, he's actually won or was up for an award at Anthem Film Festival uh, with some of his documentaries. So he's he's a world class filmmaker. So what we're doing with um, the creator revolution is that's going to be our stake in the ground flagship documentary that we hope to be known for. Um, we've already interviewed John Lee Dumas, um, uh, Julia M McCoy. Uh, there's another one in there. I can't remember who it is. I know we got uh, Michael Hyatt uh, coming on, possibly Amy Porterfield. Um, and we're going to, and those are kind of the OGs of, of the creator space. We also want to mix in some younger Gen Zers and even uh, millennials. So we're, we're going to be doing a lot of different profiles in this documentary of this whole creator space. That's why it's called the creator revolution. And so if you go to the creator revolution film.com or the creator revolution movie.com, or you can go to visible TV and click on, um, on up on the top. Uh, it's all, all the links are there, but you can watch the trailer and it's, and you'll kind of get an idea of what we're, we're, we're trying to capture in this film, but it'll also be for you people, um, for your people, Mike, and you, when your cousin, uh, Eddie says, Hey man, what the heck do you do for a living? I don't understand. You know, you don't get up and go to work. <laughs> You know, and you say, you know, go watch this movie and you'll understand. And when they watch it, like, oh, OK, you're not just, you know, shooting videos on TikTok all day. I mean, you're you're a creative <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah. And uh, it's not so much about the people making millions of dollars on YouTube because they have five jillion subscribers. It's more about people creating things that provide value, um, thus the uh, creator revolution. And it should mm -hmm. be a really fun um should be a really fun film be about an hour long and um we're, we're going to be partnering with some some bigger brands in the creator space or creator centric brands our, our friend john meese um, who helped michael hyatt with platform university is is helping write it and um we're excited it's going to come out in 2023 awesome awesome i love this because it's it's there's no end to the creator stories and because people just keep creating new things and there's new technologies and there's just Oh, it's an it's an ever evolving space, and um, it's exciting to think that you know you're you're having this opportunity to profile people who have come before, like you said, kind of like the the old school, the old guard, and then some of the newer kids who are coming up who are doing things that we're trying to play catch up to, honestly, right? As as, as uh, some older guys, um, we're like, what is that thing? What is that piece of technology? Oh, okay, Snapchat, Snapchat. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> but um that's exciting that's that's really really exciting um and is there anything that you can think of that you're like you know here's a piece that i would love to see happen in the future uh maybe there's something that's not even in existence yet that you you're kind of like noodling around with and you're like this would be an amazing addition to all these things that you have happening currently boy that's a that's a, a good question i think um the one of the things that I have in in my mind or vision that that we'll probably do in 2023 related to visible TV is we'll do a um, we're gonna probably do a um, and I have a tentative name for it. It's called um, uh, Creative Business Studio or Creator Business Studio. That's what it is, and that'll be like a, a, a ten to twelve person like workshop where we'll do some business strategy and some business uh, related things for, to help creators and work on their business. But we'll also do a docu film or docu a branded documentary for them while they're at the workshop. So this will be a very immersive kind of workshop. And so I think that's something that 
that um that I haven't vetted out yet. That's an idea mm-hmm. that you'll probably see in 2023. And um it'll be uh it'll be a like a two or three day event. Come fly into Franklin, Tennessee and do uh learn some business tactics with some friends of mine and myself, and then also um um get a killer film out of it for for your social media and also uh, distributed on on Roku and Amazon and everything that we do for you. So yeah. I guess I don't know if that is what you're looking for, but that's that's something that's uh, that's been uh, been f- flaming around in Paul's mind that uh, hasn't yeah. uh, gotten out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, because you know, as creative people, we're we're doing what we're doing now. We're building that. We're trying to scale some things, but we're also always thinking in the future. Always thinking about what's not created yet. What's the thing that I can keep moving towards and looking for that other idea that still needs to be fleshed out. And so. Um, you know, I appreciate you just sharing that, even the, the wet cement of that, um, you know, yeah, and giving a little I, taste, you know? Yeah. yeah and, I, and just to give a little more insight on that, the the reason why is, is Visible TV is a subscription-based model. So we need volume and we're not there yet. You know, we're, it takes time. Anybody building a membership site or anything like that, you know, we all want a thousand subscribers at $10, you know, we'd be doing great. But we're we're not there yet, so that's going to take a lot of time. So we're augmenting our business plan is to augment that with other services like the docu uh, branded documentaries. Um, a lot of our guests have paid to be on, and and we work with them to do that with book launches and different things. And then we also will augment some of our revenue with um, uh, these workshops. And so that's kind of a three pillared approach, you know. Because if you go, if you just rely on one revenue source, as you know, Mike, you know you're going to starve. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's been my experience, you know, so you got to be diversified in your in your revenue um, uh, and services um, and not just have one. Because as we learned with COVID, if you're all if you like speakers, I made all their money on speaking. And when COVID hit, boom, they were dead. They didn't have any any infrastructure in on um, on the other pieces. And so that's having a, that nice balanced uh, revenue um, approach that really helps all of us that are in business. And so I think yeah. the creator business studio will be that business um strategy kind of workshop for um for the creatives that 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 will be unique and serve serve a niche market yeah yeah and that's so needed because i think especially as as creative people i know even coming out of art school so much of that was based on skill technique concepts you know all that kind of stuff but really there was nothing to prepare me for entrepreneurship. Right. Uh, so much of this journey has been me building the plane as I fly and, and getting around the right people and learning by trial and error and yeah. all of that, you know? And so I think it's a very valuable service um, for sure, partnering together with those people to go, here's, here's something that is a piece of the pie that's perhaps missing that can give you uh, what you need so that you can be successful in your creative endeavors uh because as you said it's not just about simply you know at least if as long as it's uh uh, tied to a livelihood for somebody it's not just simply about the act of creating and the purpose behind it but it's also about the business side of that making sure that you know you 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 are serving people and it's valued and um your positioning so that you can continue to grow and do more stuff right yeah yeah and that's uh, that's a lot of my musician friends that still play i have friends i went to high uh, my former bandmates one of my my friends dave he still plays in um port wainimi ventura he's in a punk band you know 53 you know yeah. still wears shorts and vans and and you know saturday nights he's screaming on on stage but he's worked for ups 
mm-hmm. but his his passion his creative art if you will is is singing and playing in the band but he he recognizes that's not a full-time thing to take care of his family so he works you know he just retired ups because he, he'd been there since we were playing together in our 20s uh, but now, now that he's retired and has his pension, now he can, he he pretty much is just playing uh, his passion now, and because uh, he's got a got a pension. But and that's okay too. Just it, whatever creative endeavor you're in, recognize that. Um, or it can be a hybrid where you're working and you're doing it on the side, and then as you as you get the boat closer to the dock, then and you've you've increased the revenue or the business model of that creative endeavor. Then you jump off and go all in and now you're sailing. And so um, there's no right or wrong answer. It's what's best for you and your creative art and um, and whether or not you want to make it a business. Um, yeah. There's no right or wrong answer either way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's contextualization to our journey for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> the last piece I would love to talk to you about, um, Paul, is uh, you've since rebranded a little bit of your podcast. Uh, so align that a little bit more in some of the things you're doing right now. Talk a little bit about what that is and, and um, what that's looking like. Yeah. So it's, it's a learning process. So uh, as you knew, Mike, I used to have the pricing use positioning podcast. Then when we launched visible TV, I basically rebranded the podcast just to replay the episodes, which is kind of lazy to be honest with you. <laughs> You know, and I feel, I feel bad because I, like you, I like to talk to my audience and people. And so um, now that we kind of got past the launch and and we're, you know, what are we, 10 months off the launch and, and, um, and then we've got the new creator revolution coming. I really um, uh, said, you know what, I need to, I need to um, embrace this a little more and I want to get back in front of the microphone and, uh, and then I went to podcast uh, movement and um, we interviewed John Lee Dumas. And one of the, I asked him, you know, like, you know, if you're going to start a podcast today, what would you do? And he, he, he had a very interesting take. And for those of you who don't know, John Lee Dumas from entrepreneurs on fire, entrepreneurs on fire. He's been a super successful daily podcast for the last 10 years of staple in the, in the space. But uh, he surprisingly said, if I started a podcast today, I wouldn't interview anybody. <laughs> that was one. Mm-hmm. Two, I would I would find a specific niche um, and then identify 50 problems and talk about that um, and also do short form daily or every other day episodes. So three days a week or five days or seven days, seven, five or three is what he said. So I'm I'm pivoting my podcast on that. I'm 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 doing um, uh, two days right now with, with and maybe a third, and it's basically it's called the Creative Revolution Podcast: Business Strategies for Creative Entrepreneurs. So it combines the creative piece that I that I love with the business piece that I love, and um, I, I I've already recorded like 20 episodes. They're coming out on Mondays and Wednesdays right now, and it's just me for for six to eight minutes, and I riff on. And I literally, I come up with a title and, and the reason why I like this format so much is because it is business related and it's for creatives, but it's really my insights into the way I think. And sometimes people, you know, they won't agree with me or anything, but they just, they just appreciate how I'm thinking about going through something. And I, and I appreciate that when I listen to, you know, you, your podcast, we're just talking with you or Mike Kim, you know, we, we kind of, we learn kind of we may not agree with what they're doing or anything, but it's just kind of interesting to hear how they go about something. And so I come up with a title, you know, one of the ones I did recently was um, MySpace or um, my, uh, 
I can't remember the name of it now, <laughs> MySpace <laughs> or your space. Anyway, but basically it was about building your um, platform and your content on your own web page and your own ecosystem and not building it on, on um, TikTok or whatever. Those things are great, but you know, you can't take that with you. You can be deplatformed de at any point. You know, you see YouTube people have a million subscribers. They make somebody mad, boom, they're gone. Their whole revenue is gone. So building that email list. Anyway, so I just riff on that for six minutes. It's unedited. Uh, the other day I did one, I pressed the wrong button for the outro and I just, I just winged it. I said, oh, wrong button. <laughs> push the right one. You get all my ums and uhs. It's totally authentic. And um, anyway, I'm super excited about it. So you can check that out at the, um, uh, the creatorrevolutionpodcast.com or just creatorrevolutionpodcast.com or just go to visibletv.com and you can... Um, uh, you can get uh, the podcast link there. And and the other thing I uh, do part of that too, which is great resource for your audience. If you like creative um, entrepreneurship business strategies, I have what's called the visible TV letter. And every Thursday I give you my best business strategies, things I've run across through the week. I have a list of events coming up. So if you're wanting to go to events, we got our friend Terry Weaver's the thing on there. Yeah. Um, all kinds of entrepreneur events, everything related to the creative entrepreneur um, comes out every Thursday. It's just a great resource. I'm getting a lot of great feedback on that because I'm not trying to sell anything in that email or on my podcast. I'm just trying to provide tons of value. And uh, it seems to be resonating with people instead of me sitting there trying to tell you how great I am and sell you my latest PDF or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's and sometimes it's about curating what other people have created. And yeah. again, it's resources. And uh, I love, love, love that you are providing a ton of resources in the the original things that you're creating, as well as the places where you're curating uh, other people's either content or resources and saying, hey, this is all to help you do what you do, to help you show up and create and be the best creator you can be. Exactly. Um, and I think that is definitely a very worthy cause. So I applaud you, Paul. Uh, Awesome. I love it. Love it. Well, thank so. you, Michael. My, I, I keep wanting to call you. Why do I want to call you Michael? So <laughs> formal. If, if, if I'm in trouble, then you call yeah. me Michael. My mom would do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for our time today, Paul. Um, it's been amazing. I love, again, what you do and uh, highly encourage everyone to go check out Visible TV, all the resources that you have to be in your ecosystem, because you're just going to help them show up to create. So thank you for spending this time today. Absolutely. Honored to be here and uh, keep your head up, man, and uh, mindset straight. Get out there, get after it, create, don't consume, don't fall into the comparison trap. And uh, you got this, man. Just keep moving forward. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.